Hi, I'm E.M. Gist, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. Alas, um, with me this week isn't my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, um, because he he is AWOL this week. Um, However... Um, there are several people on this podcast this week. Two of them are, hit, are here now. Uh, we have Dennis and Ben. Uh, Dennis and Ben, introduce yourselves, please. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm Dennis Goad. I'm from the Chicagoland area. I'm, a, I'm an engineer, and I love collecting Marvel cards. And what specifically do you love collecting? Well, I like lots of them, but specifically I like the 2019 Marvel Flare set. Good, good, good. Then you are in the right place. How about you, Ben? Uh, my name is Ben uh, Benjamin on uh, Facebook and the group Benjamin Craft. I am just north of Chicago, uh, about two hours, three hours. Um, 2019 Flare is my number one set that is pretty much all I collect at this point. And more specifically, the autos in that set. Great. So this is going to be, and we've got someone else joining us very soon. Uh, he's running a tiny bit late. This episode is going to be completely about Flare 2019. So, guys, you know I normally do an intro that, to introduce Norin. Yes. 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 Right. So I've written an intro, and I'm so pleased with it, I'm going to use it, even though he's not here. Are you, are you ready? Oh, wow. You're bracing yourself for this That's one. Good. Right. So even though he's not here, with me normally would be my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He's the bastard love child of Ric Flair, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun, and Dolly Parton. (laughs) Nice. That was going to be this week's intro. And then I was going to play this. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yep. Showtime! I think that's enough of that. There's two minutes of that. It's a YouTube. It's a YouTube. This is a perfect segue to Flair because how many times have I got Rick Flair posters when I'm in eBay looking for 2019 Flair? I can't tell you exactly. This is this is a YouTube video. I'll put it in the tasting notes. Actually, it's every Rick Flair woo. And it goes on for two minutes, 19 seconds, but it's only part one, <laughs> <laughs> which makes me laugh enormously. So guys, you, you're both really big Flair 2019 set collectors. So I thought with um, three years and change since Flair 2019 came out, because when did it, did it, did it drop physically around June, July? Am I remembering that right? It's 4th of July weekend, uh, 2019. Okay, I love. I, I wouldn't be able to answer that because I was not collecting when this the set dropped. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So when did you? Right. So this is this is the thing. When did you first either hear about the set or get into it and decide you were going to go for it? I was a little late to the party myself. 
Um, I did not collect any of it when it first came out. Um, I, I forget who it was. Someone posted in the group that there were boxes for pretty cheap on uh, one of the websites that carries them in. Um, so I thought, you know, what the heck, I'll go snatch up a box and see what it's all about. Um, back then, I my first box, I paid $65 for <laughs> Wow. Those are nice. Going for, what, 500 roughly for a single box um but and then i didn't open it right away so i saved it until my birthday in january so it had already been out about five six months and the first box i bought uh opened it and miraculously pulled a peach momoko auto oh i thought oh this is really a squirrel girl i'm like oh this is really cool you know what is this i'm looking it up but at that time um there was one on eBay for like 175. So I was real excited. I paid $65 for this box and this auto is supposed to be worth that. Um, so then I bought a second box, waited a little while to open that and pulled a second Peach Momoko auto. Uh, the Samurai. Um, anyways, so I got super lucky on my first two boxes and then I'm, was kind of thinking about it. Um, the set is massive uh, by itself. I <clears throat> had no intention of collecting the entire set, even though I was a set collector at that time. I wasn't really going for the new things. I was kind of going back and trying to collect all the early 90s sets. Mm. Um, but the artwork in this just blew my mind. Uh, and I decided to be a little crazy and go after the entire auto set. Um, and 149 cards later. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's an extensive set, but it's a lot of fun to collect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, started collecting um, Flare on EPAC. I was happy with how long that lasted. Uh, I think it was just over a year. Mm -hmm. It was on EPAC, not like the week that sets go now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what saved me. <laughs> So, so for me, um, I, I had all my old 90, 94, 95 flare nineties cards sitting in a closet. And I, uh, <clears throat> I had just graduated, um, from getting my engineering degree. I got it a little later in life and I, and I was going through this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to eBay to see if these are worth anything. I don't do anything with them, whatever. I Googled flare and 2019 flare came up. Now this had to be a September um before it was the september before the flare sold out on ebay so i don't know anything about the set without looking out anything about the set i go to ebay i find a box for 109 dollars and i send it to my house i didn't look up anything i knew nothing about the set i just knew that i liked flare and i'm like this seems fun they're doing it again it's been like 25 years mm -hmm. so i get the box i open it up and i am blown away by it. i remember pulling uh the anti-venom card and just like i was like wow i mean this is way better than the computer graphic art of the 94 95 set yeah this is amazing and i opened the box and i think i was in pack six out of nine when i'm like looking up and googling and found a, a inner case of david adams for seven hundred dollars and 49 whatever i and, and i had it set home um and i blew through that in a matter of seconds <laughs> i mean <laughs> i was like i was like a kid in a candy store just opening these cards up. I'm like, awesome. So then, so then that, 
that kind of stewed for a few weeks. Well, then I, I'm like, well, let me go see. And I think Dave and Adams didn't have any more or something. And I Google it again. And it says, Flair is now on EPAC. And I'm like, EPAC? What is this EPAC thing? And at first, I'm like, I'm not buying this. It's none of it's real. It's all. And then I'm like, oh, wait, some of the cards are real. And the rest of the story is I started buying things on EPAC. I met a girl named Alice and a weird, funny cat. <laughs> because the rabbit hole I went. <laughs> I, for a minute there, I thought you, I, I didn't catch the reference initially. I thought that you'd actually met someone on EPAC that you have subsequently hooked up with. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually happened. It, you know what? I, I'm sure it has. That, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt it. The, 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 uh, the mind boggles, quite frankly. Yes. Um, so, so I guess I should probably talk about my experience of it because obviously we we were doing the podcast by then. In fact, we'd not long started. I think we were pretty much in our first few months. So we knew it was coming up and we'd seen the sell sheet. We weren't yet kind of connected to Upper Deck in terms of talking to them. Um, so we did a preview episode of it and then I think we ended up doing a review episode. I'm having, I should have looked this up, shouldn't I really? Um, but I remember, I remember seeing it breaking and thinking, oh yeah, I really want to go for this because at the time I was someone who went after sets. I went I, at the time I was going after all sets and had the credit card debt to <laughs> prove it. Um, so I actually went in relatively light because the first thing I did was I bought from someone on one of the groups a, um, a big lot, not all of them, but a big lot of the pieces of flair insert because that's the one that got me first because it's the corner box design mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm just a sucker for that sort of thing. Um, so I got that pretty soon after on physical release, but then I very quickly nailed all the black cat cards that I'm going after. Um, so I think I managed to do them within the first four weeks of the set coming out. So, yeah, way before EPAC, um, hit, um, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of where I went with it. And then, you know, as we went through it, we obviously ended up speaking to, well, we ended up speaking to Eric Gist, EM wow. Gist, who did yep. an awful lot of artwork for the set, including the, um, the image of Wolverine, who's on the physical wrappers, mm -hmm. um, because I, in my in my collection, I don't know how you guys do it, but in my collection, I always keep a four pocket page with wrappers in. Oh, nice! So, I I usually like to keep two or three of each in each pocket, so almost a box worth of wrappers. So I'm always opening them really carefully, just so that I don't um, uh, don't rip any. But yeah, so that was that was for me. So, when did you kind of decide? I'm going to ask this to Dennis because Ben, you haven't decided to go all in. You've chosen a very specific angle of the set. I I do focus on the autos, um, so yes. But I have been slowly but surely trying to oh wow okay. map your set. Okay, most of my stuff is still on EPAC. Right. Yeah, you and you and everyone else because yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets pretty expensive after a while, doesn't it? <laughs> no. Uh, how about how about you, Dennis? You, did you go master set crazy, or are you focusing on just certain angles? So, so at first, I master set was 
I didn't even fathom what a master set was because I was still pretty ignorant to the inner workings of the set when I got in the heat pack and I started collecting. And then I'm like, oh, what are these achievements? Well, let me chase this achievement. Okay, well, I got this one. And the completionist in me is like, I need all of the achievements. Um, and then I, I bought a case on EPAC and I pulled a four panel sketch with Fing Fang Foom, um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. It was, it was, it, what, the art on it was not penciled and, 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 and inked really well and colored really well, but the, the content was pretty cool. Mm. And there was a, a, uh, a person on EPAC who loved, um, loved, loved the sketches. And I think I had like the only four panel at the time. I think the set only had maybe three. Um, there was a there was a Spider-Man Venom one and and, and another one, but mm. there's not a lot of them. And this person sent me a trade that if if I was to 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 get this trade now, I wouldn't accept it because I I really really heavily in my favor. Um, and I ended up with probably thirty autos in that trade, like no lie. And and it, he he had been talking to me about the sketch for months, and and he and he sent this to me. And when I got that, I said, well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm collecting these now. <laughs> and, and, uh, the completionist in me and, and, and I don't know if we're going to get into like set collecting versus character collecting and why, why I choose to be a set collector. But, um, there, there's a, there's a certain satisfaction of finishing these, these things, you know, like I'm not a kid with a pen checking off the checklist on a card anymore. Um, but but at the same time it's it's so satisfying to get all that stuff together so it, it was kind of like a organic thing where i turned into i'm going to collect the whole set yeah and all of that happened before i joined any facebook groups i didn't join the facebook groups till a year ago um, wow. i didn't even exist so i was doing all this over epac and ebay and just brute force trying to trade like like everybody knows how the epac system is you can't talk to anybody on that thing like the message system and in, in upper deck if you're listening you should really tweak that because we really would like to be able to talk to each other a little better uh so so i did all that through group force and then um i've been in the group now for a year and i went from probably 90 autos to a complete full auto set wow um and a lot of that has to do with guys like ben and marcus mm. and other guys in the group who i've, who I've met um and, and things like that. Um, there's one of the biggest card in my collection I got from um, Eugene Hugh. Um, and he, he mentioned it in his podcast, and that's the Wolverine 30th anniversary. That is the, that is the card that I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get that. And Eugene really, um, and, and he didn't know me from Adam. I just said to him, hey, this is what I'm doing. This, I, and, and I ended up with the card, and, and I really appreciate that. And that would never have happened if I wasn't in group because – I would be messaging rarer collectibles. Hey, can I have this? And and through the messaging system, I would never, you know, be able to talk to him. And then I remember one day, um, he he had posted something for sale. He's like, rare. I'm like, you're rare collectibles. And his comment was, "Sorry, did I do anything to you?" <laughs> I'm like, no, man. You've got a card at that. <laughs> so it was it's a lot of fun. The the group um, the groups the groups uh, community has really helped me make this set come together and and um aside from buybacks i'm very close to a master set 
Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I tell you, actually, we'll, we'll have, we always segue, as you know. So if we have side quests on, you know, stuff to talk about, like set versus character, we will. Um, but the one thing that I, I will mention, and, and this is probably preaching to the converted, is that without a network of like collectors and friends to help you out, it's pretty tough going. You know, this is why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of digging the vibe where, and it's happening right now. In fact, literally just a moment ago, I clicked accept on a trade where someone saw my post in the group about Spider-Man Metal and has just sent me a black cat card, like a digital base card, and just right. said, saw your post and I had an extra black cat, best of luck. I've got no idea who that person is, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's people helping each other out. Um and it just, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you can, you can testament to that. And your situation with Eugene is a prime example of where people help each other out. And you just, you just mutually, it, it sounds like a Kama Sutra line now, you mutually reach your goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you pardon my smuttiness. Did I tell you I was a smutty devil? Um so have you got, um, obviously, you, Eugene aside, you, you guys, and obviously Marcus is hopefully going to parachute onto this podcast any moment. Um, did, you, did you find that you three gravitated towards each other in terms of helping each other out on the, on the collecting journey? Uh, so I, I remember most of my trades early on, and Ben had actually sent me a trade for a specific goal that he had. And I remember trading with them. And then later on, Marcus and I had been dealing a lot because Marcos is very loud and vocal in group. Um, so I, I kind of met up with him and we started trading. And then he said, hey, if you have this specific thing, I know the guy who, who wants him. I said, wait a second. It's his EPAC name, whatever. And Marcus like, yeah. I was like, I've traded with him. Well, then we ended up making our own little Facebook group. It's the three of us. And we just helped each other try to get, get to oh, our well. goal. You know, like if, if a power blast we need pops up on eBay, hey, do you see this? It's here. Go grab it, you know, and, and stuff like that. And and it's worked out really well because I feel like um, the three of us are, are, are inching towards our goals. Good. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere close to my goal without Dennis and Marcus. Um, they've both gone out of their way to help me uh, put together the auto set. But I don't know. It's really cool. It's been a lot of fun. I, I talk to them almost every single day. <laughs> cool. Well, we speak of the devil, and he will show his horns. Hey, there he is. Because Marcus, Marcus Cardwell has joined the chat. What a fantastic name. It is very. He's not connected to audio yet, so we can see him, but our listeners can't. So we can only imagine what will be happening. He's trying to figure that out. Um, every time I, I, I try to tag him, or every time I, I write the word card, which in this hobby you might do often, <laughs> his name comes up to be tagged. <laughs> every time. Hey, guys. Hey. So, Marcus. How's everybody? Marcus. Hey, Ian, how you doing? All right, buddy. How does it feel to have the best name in the Marvel car collecting hobby? <laughs> I was born for this. You were born for the exactly, yeah. You were you were you were you were ready as soon as you were born for this hobby. So we I'm not I'm not gonna recap massively, but we're just talking about um collectors helping each other and 
you know, helping each other towards their goals and your name came up quite separately. And, you, and, and these guys were talking about the fact that you've set up your own little <laughs> Facebook group. Sorry, I'm, I'm chuckling here because there are, Ben has got two cameras going. He's got the camera that him and Dennis are on because they're both in the same room together. And then he's got a camera on a box of flair that he may or may not open in a moment. And a Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. A hand just came into frame of someone. Uh, ben, is that your girlfriend, Ben? That, that just put yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Um, she, uh, what what is on that plate? She's put a handful of plate full of food. I am I am super jealous right now. I wish I was closer to everybody. She made some breakfast burritos for us because we were up super late and got up super early for the uh, podcast. Okay, so but that, that, that's just let's just talk about that, Marcus. I think you've been out doing loads of like things, getting close to nature, from what I understand. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So we're getting into our winter season now. Today it is three degrees Celsius. Right. So I was up, uh, I stayed at my camper last night and did my winterization this morning to put it away for the winter. Okay. These guys were drinking beer until stupid o'clock in the morning, from what I can gather. So I think <laughs> that, yeah, I think they're hanging a little bit, which is why the well, breakfast burrito. I can't say that I was not participating in the same activities. Okay. All right. But I can handle mine a bit better than these guys, I think. Okay. Ooh, gauntlet down, gauntlet down. I'll give you that. That's not a badge I want to wear this morning, so. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So you three set, set up a, a little uh, separate, not just a chat group, but an actual Facebook group? No. Uh, no, no, not a Facebook group. There is a 2019 Flare group. I'm not sure who started that one. Okay. I stumbled across it uh, probably about a year and a half ago. Wow. But that's the, the that group is pretty dead. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I know there's a few people actively chasing the set. I don't think there's anyone in proximity of the three of us. Because you are kind of you you you've all gone into it pretty nuttily. So, Marcus, tell us if you would your kind of goals for the set. What what are you what are you going for? You're going for a full master, or you're just going for? I'm aspect? going for a master. Except for the the buybacks. Okay, all right. That's still that's still a pretty tall order. Even so, as of right now, I think my count to complete is around forty two cards left. Ooh. Okay. That's so I have the I have the base and the flariums. I have the gold base. Uh. I have all the power blasts, all the lucky eight jades, stained glass, totemic team, singularity. Uh, I have I have a bunch of orders coming in now. I think I'm up to maybe twelve to fifteen of the lucky eight golds. I need four more of the stained glass photo variants, and I think my count for the autos right now is at twenty two. Okay. Okay, so where are you, um, Dennis and Ben? Where are you at on the? You're going to try and eat on an audio podcast, aren't you? No, 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 I talks I I'm sure we can arrange it so that someone has a monologue and you can you can probably sneak some food in. Um, <laughs> so, how many autos are there in the set? So, for those who who are not familiar with the set, we're talking about um, a copy of the base card that has effectively been signed by the artist. Am, am I right? And serial numbered, yeah. 
and serial number. How many are they out of per, per card? Official release? Actually, you know what? I'm going to let Dennis pick up this uh, this answer because Dennis had a part in changing how many autos there actually are. Right. So every card um, on, the, on the release was slated to have an auto as far as what Upper Deck was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes the 100 uh, base and the 50 flaring cards. So 150 cards total um, should have had 30 autos each. Um, on the EPAC list, there is a card missing, and it's hazmat. I think it's card 139, 39, no, 39. 31. Yes, yeah, so we're going to look it up. So the hazmat card wasn't on the auto list. And I remember one of our first conversations, me and Marcus, yeah, card 31. Yeah, 31. Um, I, sent him, I sent him my Excel spreadsheet, and it was grayed out. And I said, um, DNE on it, question mark. He's like, what is DNE? I'm like, does not exist. I, I can't find this card anywhere. And, and so, so then Marcus being Marcus is like, I'm going to find out. So he messaged the artist's um, um, Facebook account and it was the artist's sister. And she said, well, let me ask him. So she gets back to us and says, yeah, they never sent him that card. Well, at the same time, Marcus is emailing Upper Deck and Upper Deck comes back to him and says, they quote the wrong artist and say that that card was never created and it doesn't exist. So we know the card doesn't exist. Upper Deck and and the person from Upper Deck is probably looking at some sort of spreadsheet. So they're giving us the wrong artist and the artist is saying, and I, I would pronounce his name, C-O- Kyo. 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 Oh, Kyo. is it Kyo Kakao? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really awesome guy to work with. Um, Lovely guy. Yeah, super, super awesome guy. And and so, so basically, we come to the conclusion that if there was ever a card made, it probably had the wrong artist on the back. Printed, yeah. Printed, and then Upper Deck caught it at the last minute or sent it to the, the wrong artist, and the artist is like, this isn't my card. Whatever happened, that card never made it to signature or does not exist in the set. Gotcha. So if you're going for an auto set, you're going to get 149 out of the 150 cards do exist. Right. And um, I should I should add to that. Am I right in thinking? Sorry, I've got really itchy foot. Um, am I right in thinking that there is no auto version of the achievements for the flare room? On correct. There, yeah, there's not. It's the first 150. There is no auto achievement for those. Um, yeah, so, so one of our first... Um, one of the first things we did as, as a group together is contacted the artist for the hazmat. I sent him some cards. He signed, um, he signed three copies. One nice. So one of us, so we all have that card signed, which is not an easy feat since he's in Brazil. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, like the completionist in me would never have been able to have that page blank. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. So, mm-hmm. so the three of us, we made that happen. Um, and he, and, and he was real awesome to work with. He, he did everything for us and sent him back. I think the turnaround time took like three months yeah. and stuff like that. But no, yeah, we, we ended up getting, uh, getting that card. So, you know, when I, and I did complete the auto set, um, with the help of Marcus and Ben a lot. So, so I have that and I, I have this extra card in there. So I, I really have a auto set plus one, I guess. Um, Would you yeah. ever do that with the EPAC achievements? Would I ever do that with the EPAC achievements? Um, yes and no. Yes, because I think it'd be really cool. 
And no, because getting another Magneto tier six achievement is going to cost me my firstborn child at this point. And I kind of like the guy. Probably Ben's too. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's this? What are you showing us? Oh, so, okay. So Marcus is holding up the tier six Magneto achievement. Now, remind me who the artist on that is. Is, is that? Pelvic. Uh, that's Jim Pavlik. Ah. Uh, Good, good. That's the one. I don't think I've got that one. I've got tiers one, and I think I've got tiers one and two in hand. No, I've got tier one in hand. I've got a couple of cards from tier two in hand, and the rest are all on EPAC along with the achievements from tiers one to five. Because when I got my tier six, they were redeemed already. So I want to go back for a second to what we were talking about, about the wrong artist being on the back of the cards. Mm. So uh, I noticed the other day I was I was doing up some sales polls for some extra autos I had, and one of my favorite cards in the set is the Goblin Knight, JP Target. Mm-hmm. But on the back, it's the uh, you have received a trading card featuring the autograph of Philip Urich. Whoops. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing this is quite. Uh, I haven't gone through the whole set. But I'm guessing that uh, this has happened quite a bit. And here is the, uh, the hazmat the guys are talking about. Mm, mm. So not serial numbered because it was never officially released with serial number. But we do have Chow's autographs. We will, um, from by virtue of one of these fine gentlemen, have images of all these on the tasting notes um, for our listeners to have a butcher's at. So can I... Just start with your okay. So it's, it's quite a big set, and I don't necessarily want to re-review it. But you got the base one to ninety, which is great, and I I love the fact that it is a nine card. Uh, it fits in ten nine card pages, um, which is brilliant for me. But then we go to Flarium, and it's like. They're, they're in tens, which doesn't really matter because that's only for the tiers. But it's just it's just something something about the, the fact that it goes to ten just winds me up. Anyway, I, I digress. What's your from the let's go base one to ninety? Then I want to hear your cards that you find the most appealing. You know the art that you find most appealing in one to ninety, and anything that you didn't initially like that has subsequently grown on you a heck of a lot. Wants to go first. Yeah, you, Dennis, you go ahead. Um, so Anti-Venom, which is one of the first cards in the set, card number two, um, that's one of the first cards I seen when I opened my first physical pack, and I believe that's awesome. All of the JP Target cards are great. Um, he did, I think, nine or ten in that base set. Um, he did Black Cat, um, Blade, She-Hulk, Thor, the Ghost Rider. If if you're listening to this podcast and you've never seen the Ghost Rider card of this set, you have to check it out. Um, another, another one that's really good is the Firestar. It's a it's a it's a it's a card where the artist only uses orange and reds, but they do such a great job of it and make everything contrast so well. It, it's a beautiful card. Um, I, I I can honestly tell you, there's not a card in the set that I hate. You know that that when I flip through it, I'm like, oh, I wish that wasn't in there. Everything's got its own, um, its own its own flair, as you could say. And this <laughs> this uh, this set has a lot of artists 
that are that are coming up and a lot of artists that are actually really established like Ray Lago's in this set, Dave Diverse is in this set. Each one of those have two cards in the base. Tom Fleming. Tom Fleming's Punisher is the funnest Punisher I've ever seen. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's 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 I think I, I used to do a Flare Fridays in the group and I've gotten busy. And I think what I what I said about the card was it's like his football team won the Super Bowl, but he's still pissed. <laughs> you know, it, it's such a great card. Um and then and then there's a sleeper card of a character that doesn't even really come on anyone's radar. Um, I'm, I'm just looking through the pages as Ben's flipping through them, and that's Cannonball. Cannonball's card is such a cool card in that set, and no one would even bother with them. It's card number um, 12. I, see. I mean, it, 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 it's just fun. The colors are fun. It's not a character that I would ever really care about. Um, and that, that could actually segue us into why I'm a set collector. Um, I, I feel like character collecting is great, and it's more budget-friendly. But the cards, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, that. But uh, but but to me, and this goes back to when I was a kid, and I've seen in group like I don't understand set collectors. You don't have to understand it, but it, it it's a pure form of the of collecting these cards because every card is a window into the Marvel universe that you might not look through. Um, when I was a kid, thirteen, fourteen, collecting the set. I, to this day, remember the first time I opened up and I seen a Deadpool Power Blast from the 94 Flare. And I'm like, who is this guy? That's an awesome card. And I and I remember the first time, and the favorite, my favorite card from that set, uh, the Maximum Carnage card from the 1994 Flare card. That card, I, I couldn't afford comics as a kid. I couldn't store comics as a kid. That card and reading the back of it is what made me seek out that series of comics and buy them and read them. So that's the set collecting for me. Um, sorry, I think I'm talking more than anybody. So you're good. <laughs> you, you carry on. I'm not sure Ben's. I think Ben's faring worse than you. He might need more, more breakfast burrito or coffee going on there. Uh, well, I had a brick like 14 hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so actually, on that, uh, what's your kind of limit i think ben you mentioned earlier that flair is pretty much your only kind of baby that you collect at the moment do you do you i mean is that is that strict are you, are you just not collecting any other sets or is flair just the one you're focusing on uh, pretty much just what i focus on where i mean we are having a baby soon so i don't yeah. have a ton of extra money um so that's where i spend my money right now uh, yeah i did do a little bit of the 2020 uh masterpieces but None of the newer sets. None of the metal uh, X Men or Superman. None of the crazy, as we like. None of the crazy. Yep, I've avoided all of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think some people wish they had, and some people have to because of the prices. But we won't go there right now. Uh, Marcus, how about you? What's your um, what's your kind of you know, with relation to Flair? Is that your only baby, or do you kind of spread your wings wider than that? No, I've been spreading my ring, my wings. Uh, I got back into collecting in the fall of 2020. Uh, the only thing I had at the time was a near complete set of the 1990 universe set uh, that me and my brother opened up when it released in the 90s. Uh, since then, I've dipped my toes into 2016, 2018, 2020 masterpiece. Uh, I've completed all the universe sets, uh, all the lower masterpiece sets uh, up to 94. 
for the 95, I believe I'm about eight uh, emotions and the two mirages away from completing that set. Uh, in the meantime, since everything is kind of priced really high, I, I've dipped into a lot of the Rittenhouse sets, which are absolutely gorgeous. Good move. Uh, for the flare, initially, uh, so in the fall of 2020, um, I was dropping my daughter off at university, and I was driving back from Nova Scotia to Labrador. And I stumbled into a shop, and I found a couple of sealed boxes of the 92 Universe set. So that was that was the hook that got me back into this. Uh, going online before I really before I was really familiar with any of the groups or anything, uh, I did order a couple of boxes of flair from a company called Red Nails Two in Mississauga, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, I, I opened cards. I absolutely loved the art. Uh, I looked at the checklist for the set and I said, "No friggin' way." <laughs> This thing is massive. <laughs> and I put them away for a while. Uh, I believe, actually, I might have sold a lot, um, gave away a lot. Uh, I know I did a trade with a guy. I can't remember who it is. Uh, and, I, I mean, I have a tendency when I do trade stuff, I like to throw in extras. Yeah. Uh, if it's someone I, that I've got good rapport with and I chat with quite often, I don't mind giving them, you know, a, a decent card. Uh, and I gave away my Venom Auto. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did end up getting it back in a, in a trade. Um, I'm thinking it was, it might've been Eugene, Hugh, I think I did the trade with. I ended up doing the, uh, the Magneto Mirage for 2020 Masterpiece in trade for the, the Venom Auto. I mean, nice. I kicked myself for giving that one away. But nice. uh, to back it up, so I put away the flare for a few months. And uh, I got uh, the itch to rip some packs one day, and I stumbled across a few extra boxes of Flair for a decent price. And I picked them back up, and then I got in contact with Dennis uh, later on with Ben, and it's just been full tilt ever since. How long are we talking? Last year? 18 months? Uh, I would say uh, between 18, 18 to 20 months is when I, when I decided, you know, like, okay, I'm going to chase this set. Because I've seen you guys posting and I've seen you kind of interacting. So I kind of figured something was going on. Oh, yeah. And you know what? The the three of us, I mean, we work very well with each other. Um, You know, we're in constant contact, especially when things come up on eBay. We'll let each other know, like, okay, uh, does anyone really need this? I want to go for this. And, you know, we we honor each other very well. Uh, The first person that calls dibs, hey, you know, we'll back off and, you know, if we got a lead on this card that you need, we're going to put you in contact or, you know, we might even get it ourselves and then gift it off to, to each other. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we've, we've worked uh, tirelessly and very closely with each other in, in our goals for this. So. Cool. That's yeah, nice. And then every now and then, every now and then things slip through the cracks. Uh, he had a carnage buyback that, that I was interested in and Marcus po- posted it in a group and somebody was already starting to claim it. And I was like, Marcus, you forgot me. So then I, I had to claim it. I was like, hey, if you guys don't make a deal, I'll claim this card, you know, per group rules and stuff. I did, you know, um, so even even though that we we have others back, we still don't do backdoor stuff and, and things like that. I mean, I feel like we have some pretty good integrity and pretty good, you know, like um, substance as far as traders go. I don't think we would still be trading together if we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I want to say like these two guys are, are the guys I, I look for in group. And there's other people in group that I trade with through other sets and stuff that have the same, you know, um, 
same integrity as far as, as that goes. Mm. So Ben, Marcus, what's your, if you're looking at just one to 90, what's your shout out in terms of the artwork that you. Uh, my two, my two favorite in the base. Uh, they, I mean, it's gotta be Goblin Knight and Taskmaster. Oh, uh, Goblin Knight by, uh, JP Target. And I think Taskmaster was by, uh, Pascal Millet, I think. Let's see if I can find it here. While you're finding that, can I? I was going to save this for later on in the episode, but I'm going to mention it now. On the list of things that I think the set gets wrong, not listing the artists on base cards one to 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do in the autos. They do in the auto. Well, yeah, you'd expect <laughs> to, I guess. You know, it's like, whose autograph is that? But yeah, on the base cards one to 90, I just think that's, I don't know, personally, it just feels a little bit disrespectful to the art. Artist, but um, I agree, especially in an all original art set. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's tough. I'm I know it's like asking you to choose your favorite child. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That Venom by Tom Fleming is uh, one of my favorite Venoms in any set, really. I don't know. Gnarly and everything he wants. It's really, really cool. It's incredibly gnarly, actually. As Venom's going, Venom normally is pretty gnarly, let's face it. Um, I'm going to. Oh, that Taskmaster is absolutely superb. Yeah, Pascal Millet is the one that did Taskmaster. Really good. Um, I I guess I'd better give you mine, and it it changes every time I look through them. I'm going to go with Ego. Um, I've no idea who the artist is on it um, off the top of my head, but Ego. Um, simply because that was probably one of the first times I remember seeing an image of Ego because I'm not mm-hmm. massively familiar with the comics that he, he, that character would have been in. Um, and I'm going to have to go with um, Wonder Man simply because at around the time the set came out, we had our first interview with anyone, anyone, uh, quite frankly, and it was Dave DeVries, and he was telling us about it. And so it's kind of got a personal resonance because <laughs> yeah. um, he was so lovely to talk to. The uh, the artist of the ego card they like is Bob Eglinton. Nice. Um, okay. So obviously, when we go into the um, when we go into the flarium, you know, the, the the design changes subtly, but you know, significantly, and there appear to be a different kind of set of artists in there. Um, High points on the flariums from 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 you guys. I mean, this is good. this is a difficult one because I'm just looking at flarium tier one, for example, and you know <laughs> the Wolverine. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think the most iconic card in the set is in the flariums, and uh, that's the Moon Knight. Like yes, that is an iconic card. Um, I think all the artists in the flarium, and and you know someone can look this up later on and tell me I'm wrong. I believe this is their first art contribution to Marvel cards. I mean, I I don't think Peach Momoko did anything before this. I don't think, uh, you know, I know Gist didn't from the podcast. It seems like he really... This no, was this his was his show. first one. So, and all of them have their own unique style and did such a great job. There's not a card in the flaring set where I look at and I'm like, oh, we could have done without this. Um the Spider-Gwen Peach Momoko has really lately escalated to a crazy point that everybody's looking for. And it's such a beautiful card. Mm-hmm. Holding hand and, and the quality of flair was really good. 
Um, there's really not a lot of quality issues with it. So when you have that card in hand and you hold it, um, right now Ben just gave me the Moon Knight and I'm holding it in my hand. Um, it, it, they're they're just such it's such a great great thing to look at in person. Yeah. Scans don't do anything justice ever, you know. Um, it is. So when you get them in hand, you look at them, they're great. Uh, so so long answer to the question. I think the Moon Knight is my favorite card in in the flaring set, and I, I think a sleeper card in that set is the Rhino by Disc. I mean, it's the level yes. of detail that he does with the muscles and everything in that. Um, is is pretty pretty amazing, um, and then uh, uh, who's the Saturday morning cartoon artist? Um, Peach, our cheeks. Um, oh, Sean Galloway. Yeah, Sean Galloway. His cards are so fun and cool. I mean, they're just like he's got Black Widow and and Captain America, and they're just really fun fun looking cards. Um, the the whole. And, and and you can easily collect tiers one through four on the flariums. I mean, they're affordable and, and most people can get them and you're going to get, I mean, this is, this is one of the first modern sets where tier one had Wolverine and Spider-Man and those tier ones are very, very available. I think you can get one for 25 cents on Con C right oh, now. Yeah. And, and you know, people are like, well, they should have been in tier six. And I, I'll argue the fact, no, everybody deserves a Spider-Man the Wolverine once mm. in a while. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. The, the flaring cards are, are a lot of fun. And and one thing, and then I'll, I'll stop talking, and that's what was cool about opening the set, is you were guaranteed four base, one flarium, and one chase insert every pack you open. Nice. And it's not like ripping Spider-Man metal and you just get a, you know, a, <laughs> you get nothing but but digital base and two high series on E-Pack. You know, this would, I mean, sure, you might hit it to Atomic Teens or, or something you weren't, you know, like super excited about, but it was, it all, you always knew a chase card was coming and there was an excitement there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of the chase set, let's go on to that. Yeah. Obviously you've got, well, we've talked about the, we've talked about the autos, which I guess that's the chase set or is it a parallel? I, I, I say know. both. I don't know how you want to define it. <laughs> yeah, however you want to, however you want to think about it. We've talked about the buybacks. Let's, let's spend a moment talking about the buybacks. So the buybacks were from, was it? They were from both years of Flair, weren't they? Yeah, yes, ninety-four and ninety-five. Yeah. And was that? Uh, forgive me, because I probably know this somewhere in my brain, but I can't remember. Did it include the characters that were perfectly allowed in ninety-four, ninety-five, but now are banned? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can find a Nightcrawler uh, buyback for the 2019 flare. And Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. The full the full 150 card uh, base sets from '94 and '95. 149 because they didn't put the checklist in there. Yeah. yeah sorry, 149. Yes. Okay. But yeah, you you can get all the cards. They're stamps, remanufactured uh, rarity, and you can get all of them. Mm. Do you have them all? No, that's so that's kind of um, I had about 90 of them and I had a big sailing group to pay for um, a big card of mine. That, gotcha. Oh, show it. Show it. Do you have it on you? Yeah, it's here. Ben can show it on his camera. <laughs> what are we this about is to the say? Grail. This is the nine. This is the flare grail. Right. So this is so upper deck. For their 30th anniversary, 
did these limited edition diamond relic cards across all of their products. And the only one that was in a Marvel set was this Wolverine triple diamond. And is it limited to 30? Yeah. Um, and now is that a thick boy card? Is that a yep. thick one? Yeah. We'll be with the diamonds in. Yeah, that's chunky. Um, and that kind of took everyone by surprise. Cause am I right? W- was that in physical? Was it just on EPACs? We, we can't say for certain, but I can say that it's not listed on the physical box as a potential chase. Mm. I don't know anybody who's pulled it in a physical box. Anyone I've ever mm. known them have pulled them on EPAC. My memory. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense because I think these were announced after the boxes were packed. Yeah. I, I, so it makes sense to me that it was only on EPAC. I don't, I don't want to break anybody's heart to are holding a physical box in their closet, hoping it's in there. I could be wrong. No, I, I actually think you're right. Because I remember when EPEC broke on the group and someone got one and they were like, WTF is this, you know, it's like, you know, because they didn't expect it and they hadn't seen the press release that Upper Deck put out. Because Upper Deck didn't really, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing them shouting about this much. No. They only no. in the video once yeah I, I tried googling it and like you really got to do some digging to even find where they announced it yeah. yeah and then if you dig and you dig and you dig you find out that not only did they do um all these diamonds over the sets out of 30 they made one special one of every one of those a one of one so there is a one of one of this card that actually sold on ebay um for an amount that would have been obtainable to me had i known it existed wow um and and you can so what they did was they they had a uh, a sweepstakes and then they picked out i think 25 people and then when your number came up you got to pick the diamond card that you wanted and they did this at a card show in canada so every every one of those diamond anniversary cards has a one of one i don't know what the one of one looks like i couldn't find the ebay sale um that that they told me happened but yeah there is a one of one of that card that does exist somewhere see even though obviously only one of you let's say one of you three could have that card only one of you would have it okay for me i don't know about you but even just having a picture of something that's unobtainium like that is enough when you don't even know what it looks like right would 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 that would that do you just for now just to just know what it looks like uh yeah i think so because it does the one of one is not on the official checklist anywhere Mm. So it, it's kind of like it says flare on it, but is it really an official part of the set? So that's my that's my uh, how can I say it? That's my that's my out. <laughs> that's, that's my out for my Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's your get out clause. I um I remember seeing them, and I you know there were when Epax was dropping. I think they were going in group for maybe three four hundred. The few, the very few that came up. And I think now it's significantly more than that. Now that people, have yeah, you're you're it. not getting a diamond relic now. I, if one showed up on the market, I don't say you would get it for anything less than three grand. Yeah, you know, and I, that, 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 that to me is a low estimate. I think with the market now, it'd probably be double that. One of them did sell an auction, a golden auction for fifty five hundred. I'm not going to speculate price because I feel like um, I don't want to price anybody out who's looking for them. But it has significantly increased when I since I got it. Mm. Um, 
and it wasn't it wasn't a cheap card when I got it, but I got it at a fair, very fair price. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Eugene really worked with me because life circumstances, whatever. So he held that card for me, which is which is really awesome that someone did that. I and mean, he doesn't know me for Adam, but he knows that I'm trying this thing and he has an appreciation for that. And he really, really went out of his way for me on that. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. And and that's one of the that's one of the instances where I'm like, that's how I will model my collecting act. You know, like if, if I, if I'm really, really, I just really try to help people out, you know, like mm-hmm. um, Marcus needed a moon Knight achievement for uh, the bronze age um, copper for this. And I was, uh, I had a second job delivering Uber food and in between, in between deliveries, I'm trading on EPAC because I had most of it already and working at it. And like, about an hour and a half into it, I'm calling Marcus. Hey, Marcus, I sent you a trade for the achievement. He's like, what? <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I, and honestly, like I got more satisfaction out of that than, than, than my, than getting it in my own collection. You know, like I, it, that's just, I don't know. Like it, when it's Christmas time, I like to give good gifts to, to my family. You know, that's how I am. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. But it's, it's, yeah, it's something we were talking about before Marcus hopped on is the, um, is the kind of helping each other mentality that I think is so important to the hobby, especially, you know, with the crazy of the last year. Yeah. No, in, in saying that too, uh, like each of us have, uh, like we still, we still have goals, even though we're, we're completing these sets, like trying to put together a, uh, like a master serial number set. So like for the autos and stuff, if we're, you know, we're trying to focus on getting, getting them all the same serial number. So at one point, the three of us sat down, we went, we went through our sets. Okay. I want to go for this serial number. You know, Dennis is going for this one. Ben's going for this one. So we oh, go wow. through and, and we did a trade amongst ourselves, you know, just, okay, I got a stack here with this serial number, you know, and, and we pass them around, try to, you know, just trying to keep the, the hunt going for the flare, right? Nice. Well, it kind of makes it interesting. You know, it gives it an it interesting does, angle yeah. as well. So, uh, which is, you know, it's what it's all about, isn't it? You've got to, got to be um, excited about it. Um, what's the, so what's the insert then that you think gets it absolutely bang on, not talking about buybacks and um, <laughs> autos? And what would you say misses the mark? And is there any insert that maybe is just a little bit misunderstood? Oh, yeah, I, I like that you just said that. The insert that's misunderstood. So there is one insert set that, that gets a lot of slack. Probably and, for me as well. Uh, yeah, I can guarantee you because I think me and you uh, might have chatted about this before. Uh, the Totamic teams. Like people look at them and, and they pass. Nobody nobody chases them. Uh, a lot of people don't realize like uh, on the back of the cards. Let me see if I can find one here now. Now, now be- while you're reaching for that, are they actually wooden? No. They are not wooden. Okay. They do have a real cool texture, though. So, I mean, they almost appear that way. Well, they're they're miscut. So a lot of people look I at them, and the shape, yeah, and the, and the shape of the cards. So if you look on the back right here, you have a seven uh, busts uh, of different characters. So if you if you match them up with the characters, that is one of the teams. Right, totemic team. Like a totem. 
Yeah. So when you when you line up all the the indentations in the cards, when you match them up, and that's vertical, it actually yeah. makes a totem of mm. the seven characters with your your captain being on top in a in a horizontal position, and then the six team members they they fit in seamlessly to create a totemic team. See, you you make it sound so good when you say it. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't go there in my head. The thing is, you know, I I got to give hats off, and we've we've yeah, we've been hopefully not too. Yeah, you know, we've we've tried to be constructive with it. I've got to give hats off to Upper Deck for trying something new. It, yeah, it's it's definitely they definitely took a real risk with that one. Yeah. So you know, from that point of view, but am I right in thinking one of them's got a character called Big Bertha on it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know it's not Apodex's fault that Big Bertha is a character that exists, but still. <laughs> I, I, I think that's something that Upper Deck really took a chance on with this set too. Yeah. Is there are quite a few uh, unknown characters in the set. But I think that's always been Flair's um, angle. If you remember back from the uh, 90s, you know, they took a bit yeah. of a chance in terms of the characters. Um, it was a lot of your kind of, um, it was less about your A-team and more about the reserve cast. Yeah. Uh, uh, to comment on your question as well, you you asked about something that they missed on. So for me personally, and I think both uh, Ben and Dennis share the same thought, the the EPAC gold base set. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> They, they they did a great job with it. I love the border, but being um, being a gold achievement set, it definitely should have been foiled. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. almost like a mustardy weirdness in hand. Uh, yeah, if a foil would have made that look nicer. Mm. But it's just printed, isn't it? It's not even got any texture to it. Yeah, no, it's no, no texture. It's just, just the print, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually think I actually had that. And I got rid of it because I was so disgusted with it. <laughs> you know, and I chased it down on EPAC as well. Um, well you combine four or five, sorry, five digital to get that one yeah. card. Yeah. yeah. To not even be gold yeah. at all. I know. Uh, I was like five. I mean, listen, I, I, I hanker back to the days when anything on EPAC was achievable with just five right. <laughs> digital combine. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do it for the flareums. Yeah, those were all physical. Yeah, everyone did yeah. Um Because I just, well, even if they tried to do the gold for that, it would have just, it wouldn't have worked with the change of design with flareum to do a border around the whole card. No. Um, I and agree. if, if I the agree. border was muddy, as it was, but yet you still had foil on the card with the word flareum, and the character title and that kind of foil line you have across on the flareum, it would just, I don't know, it would just kind of lessen the flareum somehow. So I'm glad they didn't because actually the flareum remain kind of special. Ben, where are you on the inserts, my friend? Um, I, I really enjoyed, um, like, like you said, it seemed like Upper Deck was trying something. Um, I feel like they tried a lot of different things for the set. Um, I don't know how they flowed together uh, for the set as a whole. Uh, kind of, it seems a little choppy in how you know there's the jades and then there's the 
uh, power blasts and the totemic teams. And uh, so they don't flow as nicely into each other um, as, a, as a whole, but uh, those jades and the, the golds are beautiful. Uh, personally, I like those more than PMGs. This is the lucky eights you're talking yeah, about. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, it's, uh, it's over now. I'm never getting my size. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the lucky eights, yeah? But Yeah. Good. Okay. Ben, we can edit that out if you want. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep that. We'll bleep that. You no, know, I'm just kidding. You can leave it if you want. <laughs> no, I mean, they're just, they're beautiful, though. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and they're out of, the jades are out of 88, and the golds are out of 8. Uh, wow. Marcus is holding some up. We will have – I'm going to be chasing you all down in the next 48 hours for, for some nice in-hand photos of these just so that we got a couple for the tasting notes. So just uh, – Dennis is the man there because he's, he's been mastering the uh, the ability to photograph these with uh, – uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? With justified results. Yeah, but he won't share the source. He won't share the oh. secret source. <laughs> we don't know how he does it. I, I, I will be sharing the source, but I have, as the engineer in me, I have some criteria that needs to be met. A, okay. it needs to be affordable. B, it needs to be quick. And C, it, it needs to be obtainable for everybody. That's what it says on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and once I have that, I will make a video in group. I've shared my... I've shared it with a couple people in group who want to who want to test it out with me, but but there's no sense me. I mean, I've already made some posts about it, and people are like, "Hey, use this scanner." Okay, that thing's six hundred dollars. Not what I'm yeah. trying. Mm. I'm trying to be less than fifty bucks. Everybody can get it on Amazon. You can set it up in a small area. Um, one of the members says he has a one room New York apartment that he needs, and I'm like, "This will work for that." So I have all these benchmarks. Once I get those, I will I will send it. But yeah, like. Um, if you look in group right now, you'll see you'll see some pictures of a certain card that I just hit on eBay, uh, EPAC that I brought home and took pictures of. There are some lucky eight jades that I snapped photos of. The I will. So those are the photos that we will be placing on the tasting notes, folks. Uh, I'll give you some other ones too because I haven't really done base cards Great. yet, and I'll, right. and I'll 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 do the I'll do I'll take two of each one of our favorites and, and put them up there for you. Great. Uh, but yeah, if you look, you'll see you'll see kind of the results and. And I think that's a whole nother topic on, on the bad scans and the photographs and like, and like what it, I'm going to be honest with you. If I opened up flare on EPAC instead of flare in hand, I wouldn't be where I'm at Um, because those cards look so bad on, I mean, upper deck really could do a better job of that. Um, In my, in my opinion, like the card looks nothing like a scan when you get it. Um, The, the, uh, having a blank here but the through the ages cards they have yeah. such great beautiful foiling in hand and they look like uh a tarnished penny on on the epac scans you know mm-hmm. i mean it, it's, it's something that could that could really benefit from that well that actually prompts me to say first of all thank you because you hooked me up with an enormous number of the bro- uh bronze i think it was oh yeah that's right uh of those um and i managed to um uh complete that set i won't go any deeper with that because there's only so much um kind of budget and gas that i have in terms of trading um on there but thank you for that because there, there was an it was a part of the set that i wanted to get into for me personally i was i remember flair would come out and then we had 
and I think it was about three or four months later and Marvel 80th came out. And Marvel 80th, which was the pack exclusive, I chased pretty hard. And I chose to sacrifice some of the elements of flair that I'd already got tucked away on EPAC to go for it. Um, so I think I had some SSP of some of the matter or antimatter or singularity, for example. And I let those go because I knew I couldn't chase both the rest of the flair and the Marvel 80th. Um, if I had a time machine, however, <laughs> oh. um, I'd probably still not have been able to finish it. But um, uh, but I did manage to get from Marvel 80th, which is the one element of the set that I eventually did keep because I've subsequently parted with it all now, is the six achievement cards, the M-A-R-V-E-L that you got from Marvel 80th. So I've kept those as a sign of what could have been. <laughs> um, but those through the ages, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, obviously the – the kind of the SP and the SSP is in terms of when they go back through Silver Age and then Golden Age. Am I right? So the Golden Age right. of the, the SSP, if you like. Right. Yeah. So did you go through all of them? Uh, all the way, all the way back to Golden Age? Yeah, yeah. I have one. Yeah, I think the, each of us have the, the, the full Through the Ages uh, official release and the pack achievements as well. Okay. Cool. I'm just going to keep asking you if you've got all these, and you're going to say yes, yes to everyone, pretty much. Um, I have a single matter and antimatter in hand. The rest are on EPAC. Um, and I'm a sucker for a card with that amount of falling on it. Um, I love them. Now, here's a question to you. Is that original art on these? No. I believe I, that, that one right there, that is a, an SSPAM. Um, he's holding up the, the Green Goblin antimatter for those who can't see. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Ian is holding that up. Yeah, my camera's and, rubbish. <laughs> and and I do not believe there. I think that when you get to the chase cards, I know for a fact the, the Venom Power Blast is taken off a comic cover. Um, so I, I think when you get to those, they are not or could be. I've never really reverse image looked all of them. Um, foiling's beautiful, isn't it? Now, it, it is. Backstory of that card. Everybody was gung ho chasing the Flarium Tier Six, and and the, and that card is the same pack rate pull as a Flarium Tier Six. Really? Yeah. The is there's twenty of those characters and only ten of the Tier Six Flarium. Mm -hmm. So the Dark Phoenix achievement tied to that was the hardest achievement I had I had when I chased, and I really I I only ever seen fifteen of them on EPAC at one time. So if you count transfers and locked cards, I doubt that there's more than 25 of those Dark Phoenix cards floating around. Wow. It that's, was, the, that's the one card I need to complete my antimatter chase. Yeah. It's uh it's it was it was a sleeper card that nobody really realized. Um and I had to give up quite a bit to get the Carnage, um, which is the last one I needed for the achievement. Um those of you who don't know the Carnage card, all you have to do is look at the Spider-Man metal, platinum metal. They use mm. the same. <laughs> um but uh but but yeah man it was that that's that's something i think a lot of people um and and i and then we get into a conversation you guys have had in the podcast before about serial numbered cards versus non-serial numbered cards and you wouldn't even know the rarity of this card exactly. if you didn't collect the set and understand yeah, yeah. But that card you're holding is twice as rare as a flarian tier six that's extraordinary. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm actually holding the Odin now. Oh, the yeah, okay, card, yeah. But yeah, they're the only two I have in hand. What I love about them is is the foiling aside, because it's kind of got an L-shaped 
uh, foil kind of bar uh, down the side and along the bottom is that when you look at the card, there's kind of a there's kind of a a, a spot gloss on the character that separates it from the background, which gives it the texture when you tilt it. I mean, I know you'll know this, but I'm just kind of describing it for for those listening at home or in their cars or wherever they may be, uh, because we're not alone. Um, I, I dig them. Um, I think I've got the regular kind of matter antimatter tucked away because I kept those on APAC. So I've got I've got the regular set, and I think I might have the SP on some of them as well because I went for the achievements. And the same is true of the singularity, but I don't actually have a singularity in hand. So someone hold up and talk to me about singularity cards. How are they? What are they like? And I know uh, someone's got one there. Marcus probably be faster at this. Marcus will be faster. Yeah, be somewhere. Um, they're they're a really cool card. Uh, so they look really busy. But when you take a proper picture or look at them, it's an outline of, like, say, for Captain America. It's a shadow outline of Captain America. And then inside there is some foiling and some pictures and stuff. And, and they really look cool in hand. Like, they're – I'll try to get you a good picture for uh, – Oh, wow. Okay. This is the first time I've ever seen someone kind of properly hold them up Yeah, naked yeah. in the light. Another another product of bad scans. That's I mean, they are really, really is good. They're underrated, awesome, awesome yeah. chase set. Right. What he's talking about is you have the the profile, the outline of let's say uh, like a full body, half body picture, and then inside that outline, you can see Thanos's face. Mm. And some of them have some of yeah. them have uh, you know close ups like that. Other ones, uh, it might be an action scene or something going on in the card. If you flip the card over, like Ben said, Marcus, the outline picture's on the back of the card. Yeah. You still you still kind of know. So now you know what the outline looked like. Oh, wow. Okay. That's nice. That <clears> is nice. Very well thought out, uh, Chase set. That is, that is nice. And, yeah. the execution. and it's super affordable. Like, um, I may or may not know someone who has two or three of those on EPAC for sale. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> you can find those on eBay. And and stuff for for relatively cheap, in my opinion, two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, and you get thirty cards of or twenty nine cards of really cool like mm. like foiling and the Captain America card, if I remember right, has all the Avengers in it. Like really? so, so, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's or maybe it's the Spider Man card. I, I forget now, but it's 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 a cool chase set. Definitely worth worth a look. I was going to scroll down through because I got into the habit of just chucking stuff in my transfer cart on APAC just so that I didn't see it when I, because, because, you know, stuff that I knew I was taking home. The problem with it is, is once it's in the transfer cart, you can't sort it. No, upper deck really filter it in any way. It's really frustrating because I kind of want to put stuff in a different space where it's not in gen pop to use a prison term. Not that I'm, (laughs) not that I'm suggesting. What I did there, and I think a few other collectors have done it. Uh, I, I have two accounts on EPAC. I have my, my collection account, uh, and then I have a trading account. Yeah. So normally, anything that I put into my collection account, I lock. I can still see it. Uh, it's still there to count towards achievements, mm. and I don't accidentally trade it. Because I've done that before, many, many times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I, uh, I, I, I had a big sale recently for Flair. Uh, from Jim Rails, I, I really uh, scored on a, on a on a huge set. Uh, I needed a few cards from it, so I, I pieced out what I did have. Um, 
I sold the stained glass set to a guy and I accidentally put in uh, one of my photo variants instead of the base. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, this is a, a person that I deal with quite often and reached out to him and he double checked and sure enough, it was there. So we're in the process now of, uh, you know, sending him the, the proper card and he's sending back the, the photo variant. Thank God. Right. Good. Good. Um, so I'm just checking now my transfer card. So matter I did to 20 and so I've got matter achievement M zero antimatter became very very painful very very quickly so it's only one to five that are regular then you've got sp um on antimatter which goes through 15 so i've got those and I, so i've got the antimatter achievement am zero diamond head and fitzroy who's fitzroy uh, the the ian the the low series uh antimatter hmm one to 15 you said you have them on epac yeah they're in my transfer cart ready to go Take them out of your transfer cart, my friend. Uh, right now? Yeah. Uh, so I have 1 to 15 here in hand. And oh, wow. appreciation for everything that you do for us, I'm going to send these to you. You're a scholar and a gent, sir. The beers are on me next time I'm in town. I will take those. I won't click on it right now because otherwise I'll be clicking rather than doing it. Thank you. You're very kind. Um yeah, I do need to. I need to get some of these home. Oh, see, I've got a second account, but I, I, I completely spaced on the logic, and of course, it's completely reasonable to do what you just said because all I do is put my black cat cards. Yeah. So it's for my black cat PC. It never occurred to me to actually move. No, I my, put over everything into that account. To actually, uh, I believe it was probably about a week ago. That's such a good uh, idea. I, uh, I cleared out that account, so I had about twelve hundred cards, uh, mostly annual. Uh, variants and and chase mm. cards. So I had about twelve hundred cards. Now I'm uh, they're in packaging, just waiting for them to ship. Oh, wonderful! And the thing is, they've increased those shipping times as well. It's like pretty much back to normal. If not, oh, it's great because yeah. initially I used to always have to go with the the top tier shipping. Yeah, uh, to get them in any reasonable amount of time. If if I didn't want to wait eight or nine months, mm. but uh, now like I just went with the uh, one of the lowest uh, shipping methods. Uh, I ordered that uh, first week of September. Uh, it's shown packaging now, ready to ship. Uh, I'm I'm expecting them within the next two weeks. Wow, that's impressive. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I've just noticed on my transfer cart. Sorry, this isn't going to become an episode about Ian's transfer cart, but it is become an episode about <laughs> Ian's transfer cart. Um, so I've got the singularity in there, and it's worth noting that we talked about earlier on about the fact that the um, in the set, you know, the popular characters aren't necessarily in the very top tier. You know, they're they're affordable and they're accessible. It's the same with Singularity. Um, card one, Singularity is the Spider-Man. Card three is Wolverine. Card seven is Captain America. So you've got, like, the top characters before you get into the realm of the more difficult to get. Right. Um, I've just noticed in my transfer card, I do have Singularity up to, where are we? In fact, I've got up to 24 with the first two achievements. So that's pretty good going. But I've just noticed on there that in my transfer cart, my caps in America and my Jean Grey are unredeemed. So I will happily swap those with someone who needs um, an unredeemed version who might still be chasing on anything. Cool. Um, so I need to, yeah, I need to whip those out. So if you know anyone who's chasing any, um, um, yeah, I've got the Jean Grey. 
unredeemed and I've got the Captain America unredeemed in my transfer cart, which probably means that I had a double of them and I just transferred in the wrong one. Because usually I only put the redeemed ones in my transfer cart. It's easy to do that. Their UI is terrible. Yeah. If I I lock a group of cards, Hmm. I might have 30 copies of a card. So, so, so what I try to do is I try to lock them and then I sift out locked cards. Yes. And I try to transfer them. It transfers all 30. I just yeah. want to transfer the lock one. Come on, upper deck, get it right. Please. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a subtle thing, but when you're putting a lot of stuff in your transfer cart, thing is if I empty my transfer cart completely, which sounds like I might be about to do, I've then still got to go through the pain. Um, and fortunately, if I remember correctly, the transfer cart, when you take stuff out, it retains its locked or unlocked status. I think no, so. It'll be unlocked when it comes back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, well, check that. I need to be ready for that then, because there's stuff in there that I don't really want to go back into Gen Pop. Like I got loads of black diamond. I'm ready to move. Uh, yes, you use your filters. A lot of people do not realize how beneficial the filters are on EPAC. Mm. You go in, you break it down by your set. You can break it down attributes like autographs, yeah, anything like there, and then you just you, you lock all. Yeah. Yeah, you no, can I, search I love them. Black cat and then lock them all. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at doing that at the moment because I'm chasing the Spider-Man Metal Universe like base and uh, uh, SP base, um, and I'm even though you know I'm going to be redeeming them, I'm keeping them locked because I don't really want anyone else to know <laughs> I'm getting on because <laughs> I've got a bit of competition for it this time around. Anyway, I digress. Can we talk about pieces of flair? Sure. Because I love them. They're um, my favorite. I, I was on the fence about them. Um, the first couple I pulled physically, I'm like, what is this cloth thing inside a card? It was the first time <laughs> experiencing that. Um, but I do, I think it's really cool that they reproduce the corner. I, I think a lot of people who even read comics don't really understand the significance of the, of the corner. Cool. You know, it's highlighted in the set. Maybe they could have done a little bit better border with the red plaid and this going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but but it's still a fun set to see. Yeah, I, I, the red plaid border, I'm not crazy mm. about. But if you just focus on the the the, the stitching, it's, it's pretty cool. It is. And I, what I love about the stitching is that they've got the definition really tight on it. Yes. Because there's some pretty detailed artwork on them. Um, and it, it comes across, and it's really well done. I didn't realize for the longest time that the card I'm holding, actually, I've also managed to find a second copy to go in my black hat collection because she's on the back. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so this is this is the whole thing about character and, and set. So the sets I've chosen to remain, you know, going after or having a um, a, a go is is the Flare ninety four, ninety five, and twenty nineteen along with the masterpieces ones in the universe. Uh, don't ones. forget 2015. 2015. Well, that's within retro. That's correct, yeah. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, a subset. Uh, it's uh, an homage to the 94 and 95 set. That's right. That's right. So I've got the black cat card from that parallel because there's a black cat in that flare um, retro um release so i've got that but i'm i'm happy without the rest of them i think i'm okay i think i can manage. i i was very fortunate uh, i didn't even know the set existed and uh i i was watching i think tim rails had a claim sale mm-hmm. and in that he had two of the hollow blasts okay. and 
and I ended up getting them off of him. Uh, I mean, back at the time, it was a great deal. Uh, and so I went full tilt. I knew that as soon as I posted these cards, which seems to happen to a lot of collectors, when we post something we're chasing, it seems like uh, all of a sudden, you know, things are doubling and tripling in price. So before I open my mouth to anybody, I hit up COMC. I tracked down all the base, all mm -hmm. the power blasts. Mm -hmm. I think I did a few trades for some power blast. And um, the Spider-Man Venom hollow blast. Uh, I mean, I, there hadn't been one on the market in years. And somebody did a redemption with uh, Upper Deck uh, for a damaged card. Probably a PMG, probably. probably. And they ended up sending him this card. Uh, out, of, out of their vault i mean he, he first card he had i mean he knew he had something good and i i worked with him for about three or four days before i finally warmed down to a price we agreed on and, nice. and from start to finish i think within a week and a half i had that uh flare retro set done wow wow okay hey, that's impressive that's impressive pieces of flare what I love about them is that series of them where they do the corner boxes of Hulk. Yeah. The issues run oh, yes. from 295 up to 300, and they're not actually consecutive in terms of the numbering on the pieces of flare set. But, and this is, this is from the comics, basically. The conceit was that over each corner box, he would gradually change into the Hulk. <laughs> gradually get more and more green, you know, take off his, his shirt and get more and more angry. And in, in the end, he'd be in the, um, the purple spandex, as it were, by issue 300. Um, and interestingly, you can see the price go up from 60 cents to $1 uh, for issue 300. Um, so I love that kind of trivia, but it's brilliant. But the pieces of flair, I still haven't finished myself because um, it was really tough to get those SSP ones. They were quite a rare um, hit. So in terms of the achievements for that, I think I've got I think I've got maybe about four pieces of flare to go. Um, one SSP and three uh, one SP and three SSP. And then of course the achievements. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, I think you can get the uh, SSPs on uh, COMC. Yes, I've seen them up there. It's just quite, it's just a question of having the uh, disposable coin to actually throw it at them um, to get them. But yes, they are they are around, and they, some of them tend to come and go. To be honest with you, um, the, the fortunate thing about Flare 2019 is, with the notable exception of the Wolverine card, it seems to have largely escaped a lot of the attention. Apart from maybe the lucky, lucky eggs. Yeah, until Dennis started doing Flare Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's Dennis' fault, is it? <laughs> Dennis? We did see an uptick, and it, it, it's like, hey, look at this really cool Tom Fleming auto. And then all of a sudden, we hadn't seen a Tom Fleming auto on eBay. And all of a sudden, like that day, there's one up there for $400. Isn't it weird? <laughs> Isn't it weird? I love those Flare Fridays. I they're, re they're really cool. Uh, I, they, they will be coming back. Um, been busy with. I changed jobs, uh, have two kids. Um, they were fun to write because I feel like the set's largely unknown. Mm. And the reason I started doing them was because it was PMG after PMG. Look, PMGs are really cool. I, I got I got one that I really like. Um, but it just, it the hobby was more about buying and selling on, on the group page than it was about the hobby. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I've made really good deals. I've had, had a lot of... I mean, having the community to buy from is awesome, but we, we don't want to forget about the whole reason we're here in the first place, right? Yeah. So 
that's why I started doing those and they'll come back once I get time. Um, cause I, I, I did enjoy writing those. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they were great. And from my point of view, they, they were a really good education for, for elements that you wouldn't have basically may have overlooked or just might not have spent quite as much time time on you know because there's so many cards there's so many cards in the set i'm going to go back to one thing ben said earlier on which i remember us thinking at the time the set came out is that this set is such a melting pot of ideas that the parallels you know the different chase aspects of it they're kind of they're kind of like the adams family or something like that they kind of they're, they're together but they're also different yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. Um, is that do you think why it's so appealing? Right, there's something for everyone in there, really. I think there is. Yeah. Are you talking about the set as a whole or the chase sets? Well, both, because you know it is. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Is that the set? You know, most sets. It's going to sound. This is going to sound really weird. I think I'm going to f- it up, but I'm going to go anyway. Um, it's more than the sum of its parts because the sum of its parts just don't feel like natural bedfellows yeah 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 i think i think the 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 original artwork that we spoke about is is to me the most gravitation gravitating thing to this set mm, it's done yeah because uh, apart from masterpiece i mean it, all the sets now uh all the uh, metal ultra the annuals uh you know, any uh, official release set is all recycled art these days. Mm. Yeah, the, well, it's that masterpieces, Clear Ultra, that that line, and Flare are the three big ones. Now, Premiere, technically speaking, does have original art for the base card, but it is um, 100% digital. Right. Which is not to say it's not as good as the, you know, the um, physical created artwork that masterpieces and um, some of the other sets have, but it's... Um, it's not regarded as it's not thought of as an original art set because of the sketches. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a sketch set and they just bolt on a 50 card yeah. <laughs> set to it, um, which is interesting. If you were going to go back, actually, I'm going to save this question because we haven't talked about the, the kind of the elephant in the room, the power blasts. So talk to me about the, the cheeky thing about the power blasts. Because I remember when I realized this, and I'm sure you had the realization moment as well, in that there's not just one set of power blasts, there's two. Yep. Well, was, ben, has uh, been, uh, ben has been pretty quiet, so we'll let Ben grab this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, let, let Ben talk about this one. Um, so for those that don't know, there are two sets. One physical set. All those cards are different from the power blasts on e So I don't do we know how many total there are? 49 and 49. 40, yeah. And then the EPAC has an achievement. The, the Voyager, um, which was tough. I had to give away a lot to get to finish that. Um, but they're beautiful in hand. You see them in hand. And I really, I mean, I enjoyed them uh, when I was first opening boxes, but I guess I didn't really stop to uh, enjoy them the way I do now. Uh, they're beautiful. The foiling on them is awesome. Um, and but they're tough. <laughs> I there are a couple that I had just never seen um, at all. I couldn't find pictures or anything um, until just recently. Um, yeah, there's the Voyager. That's not yeah. the one you need to show, Marcus. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> go, grab, go, grab, go grab the non SP one that we've only seen two in the last three cell. Yeah, 
<laughs> hobby box power blasts are so a, the hobby box power blast are the really scarce ones wow. and then and he's showing right now he's showing the venom one which is a really cool looking card That's and stunning. we've only seen three of them come on the market in the last three years I, I, which makes me think that maybe it is an sp or everybody's just keeping them in their personal wow. collection i don't know i have found with a couple um this uh in the base sets there are they don't seem to be printed evenly like each card. I know card number 17, 47, and 70 of the base set only come in one box out of an inner case. And they'll always be in the same box. Wow. So I have uh, a, a couple base sets where I have those holes. But uh, so I don't know if they do that with the Power Blasts too. You know, even though they're not serial numbered, um, I feel like they're not printed equally. There we go. Oh, so. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that, some, yeah. Uh, if I ever talk to an upper deck uh, that knows the answer to that, I would I'd be curious to know if they'd be willing to share that. But. Well, you know, let's hope. Hopefully, we'll get to ask them. Um, I yeah, I only got the one power blast in hand, and it was Black Cat, and it just didn't. I as soon as I got it in hand, I think I probably had maybe fifteen or twenty of them on EPAC, and I immediately traded them out because I was so disgusted with the artwork used for Black Cat. It just didn't work for me that I completely dismissed Power Blast entirely, which is probably a little bit unfair of me to do so. But in retrospect, I'm kind of glad I did because it was shortly afterwards that I realized there were two lots of them. Mm-hmm. And like you, I'd have been wanting to go after the physical set along with the um the EPAC set. Have you actually completed them all then? All three of these. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not the Power Blasts. No. Um, Marcus, I think, is the only one that has all of yeah. them. I'm probably eight or nine hobby, hobby ones away from finishing it. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Marcus has completed it, though. If you could go back in time and do something differently with the approach to this set, what would you have done? Well, I don't don't want to don't want to keep beating up the Totomic teams, but I would have swapped it out for either a Hollow Blast, Parallel, or Chromium. I mean, I, when I go back and look at the Chromium cards from the '95 mm. set, I mean, they're 30 years old and they still shine. They're awesome. Oh, they're lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that would have paid more. On, like the Power Blast was the only set from the older sets that made it to this set. Mm. Uh, and and I and I feel like having a chromium or or a small hollow blast set would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I meant um, that's brilliant. But what I meant was in terms of your journey collecting it. Oh, if you knew now what you knew then, aside of obviously from the value increase on some of them, would you have started differently? Would you have gone after different things differently? I know. I know. My EPAC journey would have been a lot different. <laughs> yeah, same here. How, I mean, how so? What would you have? Well, I mean, I was new. I was very new into EPAC when when I started chasing this set. Um, I mean, I didn't know the value of cards. I didn't know the rarity of cards. I did some really, uh, well, well, we'll call them noob trades where I gave up some really good stuff for other stuff that I, I wanted, mm-hmm. not knowing the balance. Like I probably would have had my my Dark Phoenix achievement had I had yeah. I known, right? Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ben? I don't know. I I personally really enjoy the autos, and that's what I went after. And now with these guys' help, I can slowly build the rest of the set. 
um, I don't think I would really change much. Yeah, you sound like a very contented man. You can't sound happy with your lot. Is this the is this the calm before the storm? Because as we as we record, I, <laughs> and I, I don't mind me saying this, you're two weeks away from your first child being born. Uh, my second, actually. Your second. Oh, in yeah. that case, you know what you're about to. Ha- you know what's about to happen. Right? No, no, he doesn't, because he only had one. <laughs> Two is when it gets fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting to get used to getting sleep again, so uh, that'll be a little rough. But... Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> I'm forget excited. That. Good, good. Well, it, you, you, you do sound like such a, a wonderfully calm and collected individual. So I'm sure you'll sail through it. Uh, how about you, Dennis? Uh, for the, for the chase sets for me, um, I, so I feel like we, we should have like badges on EPAC of the sets we've tried to collect on there. And I, and I have earned my, I have earned my flare war badge for sure. Um, and that was me learning EPAC at the same time. So I definitely was taken advantage of, um, I definitely set some trades that, People were probably like, what are you doing? You're trying to rip me off. And I've got some bad ratings from that, mm. um, which I've since recouped from. We've, we've all but, had that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the, the learning curve of EPAC is real. And, unfortunately, you're playing with real money and real cards while you're doing that. Um, so so I, I was able to finish every achievement on EPAC, every one of them. And that was a not, no small feat. And um, I learned a lot. So I guess it would have been nice to maybe do an annual or something before I started the EPAC chase, just yeah. to kind of understand what trading was like and and like that. And I wish I would have found the community um, back when I did that because I was not part of any any Facebook groups or anything while I was trying to get that set done. Yeah, we have found us now. So stick around. Um, so Flair. Upper Deck did tell us, I can't remember when it was, I think it was Travis on our preview of the year, back at the start of the year in January. Uh, Travis, the beard, as we call him, um, did confirm that there was a Flare 2 in the works. Nice. I'm hoping I remember that correctly, and I'm not saying something that was told me off the record. So if I get in trouble for that, I apologise, Upper Deck. I'll edit it out and you won't say anything. <laughs> to be honest with you, I won't have time to go back and check if it was said officially <laughs> on a podcast. So we'll leave that in. So let's assume, for the purposes of legality, if nothing else, that Flare 2 is happening. What would you like to see in Flare 2 that was in Flare 1? And what would you like to see in Flare 2 that wasn't in Flare one. I say Flare 1. I'm thinking of modern Flare, of course. There have been two Flare right. sets in the 90s. But you know what I mean. Flare 2019 to Flare, let's say, 2023. Original art, of course. Um, yeah, I, they killed it with the, the artists that they had for 2019. Um, I don't know who I would take out or include in there for the next set. I'm excited to see who they pick. <laughs> Uh, as, uh, as I think Dennis mentioned earlier, I would love to see them reintroduce the the hollow and uh, the hollow blast and the chromiums. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'd be very happy if they brought back the pieces of flair. Less so if they brought back totemic teams, but I know that we're all different, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> let's not dwell on that. Uh, how about you, Dennis? Uh, what I what I would like them to do again is the format. Like I said before, the the 
one insert per pack, one, one flame iron per pack. I think that really works good. It's a really cool, um, really cool thing. And what I would like to see them do different. Well, uh, I guess some of the chase cards, um, the Titanic teams, I know we keep beating that one up. That is my least favorite, but it's, it's a nice card in hand, mm. but, but I, I, I feel like, um, they need, they need, uh, a more like a chromium or a hollow blaster. I really do. I really think that, that that pays homage to the stuff before. And what I would like to see them do again, even though I hate it and it's killing me to try to get it, is make a set like the Hobby Blast, Blast Power Blast that's exclusive only in the Hobby Boxes. Mm. I feel like that still makes it enticing to open those boxes and to have those. Yeah. You know, like I, I like that they did that because I think we're, we're gravitating toward an, an EPAC you know driven um you know hobby but it's still not lost on me and i think most people that opening a box in, in person is really fun enormously yeah. enormously fun um i would put in there i wouldn't mind a checklist every modern set right yeah yeah, yeah I've, cards on checklist this, i've i've had i've had this conversation off off record with upper deck and they know my feelings on it and they have promised me uh that they are giving it due consideration so we'll yeah, see the, the the modern sets now with all the parallels and variants and colors you, you need a nine card uh, a nine card page just for a checklist well that's the thing but that that is interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that the one thing i don't want them to do with flair 20 yeah, flare, i'm going to call it flare two the next flare set um i don't want them to start doing numbered parallels as a as a as a big part of the set in the way that they have done with i'm Bantle. happy with the auto set just because it uh it really uh highlights the importance of the artists mm. uh but like i mean come on like the the ultra metal sets what do you got nine different variants yeah uh 10 if you include the one on one Right, that's crazy. There's ten versions of each, basically. Um, you know, the regular base and yeah, I don't think that belongs in flare. No, in fact, hang on, that, you've yeah. actually got two more since EPAC dropped. You've got twelve. Because you've got the neon blue and the neon green, which is a hundred combined on EPAC. Um, so yeah, that's uh, listen, we we've we've talked about that in our um, <laughs> in our uh, meta review. Um I know it seems something to be I would like to see right. changed as well. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, if they're going to do a uh, an EPAC variant set, the the gold border, make them shiny. Make it gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like they cut a corner on it for me. They put so yeah. much foiling elsewhere in the set that it just felt like a bit of a cut corner. Um, I for for me, the other thing I would say is printing plates. Yeah, where where I would that? love to see printing plates of this original art, oh. and and not as a four set achievement on each pack. Yeah, no. actually as a proper insert because it is really uh, something special. Insert. Yeah, it's something special across physical and across EPAC. Just to have a printing plate insert, just have them out there, scatter them around, and weirdly, we only just said this on a recent episode. I can't remember if it's aired yet, but Norin and I were mooching around. Why don't they? Because the printing plates. We've been told before they're a fairly cost-effective insert for them because they, they they exist anyway. Right. Yeah. So you know you just have to cut yeah. them and make sure they're safe and they're not going to cut anyone's hands. You know, right outside of course, put a sticker on, out you go, job done. But the back of some of these cards is just as gorgeous. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think, last week's podcast you talked about. Yeah, I can't remember when we talked about it. I I lose track because all these are in one, and we've recorded at least one that we we won't be releasing for a few weeks, and I I can't remember what we talked about. I can't even remember what I did yesterday, guys. Let's face it. Um, (laughs) I I love the box. Can I just say on 19 Flat, I love the box. I love the, the, the image they chose to use for it. Uh, the yeah. images, rather, um, they just look really cool. I just dig them. You know, I keep, I keep a flattened copy in my binder. Nice. And, nice. You know, I can see the sealed box that 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 Benjamin uh, has there on the desk that I don't think we're going to submit our listeners to the audio of. What we may do is keep things rolling and actually um, put it up as a separate video because um, I can see that everyone is itching to do two things: a eat those breakfast burritos, uh, and B, open the box. I'm not sure which is winning at the moment in terms of the... Uh... I don't know. I absolutely kill a burrito. So. Yeah, and, and 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 not to... I know we've ran long, but I think we forgot a, a big chase set. Or did we talk about the Lucky Eights? I know well, it was- well, we touched on them. I'm, I'm utterly unfamiliar with them. So hit me up um, with some intel. So let me find what I have here. Um, so the Lucky Eights... The greens are out of 88, and the golds are out of eight, like Ben said. Just um, eight copies. Just eight copies. Wow. And I've got my whole bunch of them. Here they are. So here you can pick one of these and show them. Here, we'll, we'll show this one. Here, here you go. Um, so, 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 yeah, they're, they're PMG-like, um, but the shiny redness in them has some dragons in it. And and some and some really cool stuff. And nice. I think they're they're very they're very beautiful current in hand and very underrated. Um, they did get they did seem to get a little bit of press uh, recently. Um, yeah. So so Marcus is showing the the miles there. Um, but yeah. So I didn't I didn't want to make us run long, but I wanted to, to say hey, this is this is probably the pinnacle, um, and of of the chase sets of that set. Mm-hmm. On EPAC, you needed all 30 of the Lucky 8 Jades to get the achievement. I actually was able to complete that, and it was actually easier to complete that than you would have thought. Because I think so many people looked at it and said, this is unobtainable. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. And I was able to trade and get all of them. <laughs> ben just raised his hand. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry to cut you off on that, Ian. I just wanted to, to, to touch Oh, no. That. No, that's good. I, I think also for, for many people like me, they're a bit of a blind spot. I just think there's so many elements of this set that it's kind of you, you you don't connect them the different parallel the different chases in your head because that they don't have necessarily connective tissue they're just right. different ideas executed in most most ways in fact I think I don't think we can I don't think apart from the gold foiling on the gold um, parallel set on EPAC I don't think I can fault the actual the actual execution of any of the card quality. In any way, oh. shape, size, or form. Oh, no, the quality of, the, of this set is, is it's flawless. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, especially Thank like you. you look at the cards now. I made a post yesterday or a couple of days ago uh, about the condition of new cards. Mm. Like uh, Upper Deck is releasing this Spider Man set as a premium set. But like you look at the edging of the cards, uh, you know, it's atrocious. And people say, well, you know, you, you expect that with foil cards. No. But, no, you don't. Like, if you're replace, re- releasing a, a premium set, like, I mean, like, 
the edging on on these lucky eights is flawless. Yeah, it is. That's beautiful. Well, Flare twenty twenty whatever. What year are we in? Twenty twenty two. We might see it in twenty twenty three. We might not. Who knows? Um, but I'm sure you three will be there at the ground floor. Um, I'm sure from Ben's point of view, you'd rather it was as long as it possibly could be, because I think you're going to have your <laughs> your your wallet's going to be pretty stretched. <laughs> so anyway, guys, listen, thank you for getting up so early uh, and joining us. Uh, apologies for the lack of Norin. Um, he is somewhere in North Carolina recovering from a late flight back from Florida, as I understand it. So uh, while he sleeps... Um, I just want to say thank you, all three of you, for being such positive parts of the hobby, for doing so much cool stuff to educate people and, you know, help each other out and help other collectors in the groups. And it's, yeah, it's really appreciated given how divisive some of the newer sets seem to be these days in terms of the hobby and the community. So, um, you know, but, you know, I think the hobby's growing. I just think it's growing pain. So thank you for being such stable and sensible parts of it. Um, so thank you very much for joining us this week guys and you know how we sign off the episode enjoy Enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe, like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts our podcast can be found by googling at the MCC pod which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram our Facebook community is at MCCW Marvel Card Collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one make mine marvel and enjoy collecting showtime And profiling! Profiling! Woo! 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 Upside down! Woo! 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 Woo!